0: Let me try this for an opening. There's a boy standing on a railway track. He's a little boy. He looks eight or nine years old at the very most, and he's rather small and slight for his age. He's standing with his hands held straight down by his sides and his feet clamped firmly together. Seen from behind... He seems to be staring defiantly straight ahead at something, but we shall see in a moment that his eyes are in fact screwed tightly shut. He has oddly muscular shoulders, clumsily cropped hair, and is almost naked. He's wearing a pair of worn linen underpants, nothing else, and just the one hastily laced-up leather shoe on his right foot. He's as brown as a berry all over. The railway track stretches away in front of him in a long, straight line, and its rails are hazed with the mist of a fine English mid-September morning as they disappear into the distance. As if it had been ruled across a map, this track more or less exactly bisects the brown and over field it runs through, And immediately beyond the scrubby blackthorn hedge on this field's southern side, divided from it only by a half-dry ditch of dead reeds, is a beach, a great slow curve of shingle that looks as though it reaches along the shore for at least a mile in both directions, east towards the yellowing cliffs of Seaford, and west, behind the boy, towards the mouth of the river at Newhaven. There seems to be no sand at all on this beach. All you can see are grey, black and dark grey flints going on forever with barely a pale stone among them. Almost exactly halfway along their two-mile curve, the stones rise to their highest point, and there, on the crest of the shingle, is perched a strange and lost-looking collection of white-painted concrete and timber huts, lifted above the stones on squat brick bases. These huts look as if they might be a hospital or perhaps a school, a sanatorium even— But it's hard to say for sure, there are no signs up anywhere, and it looks as if there is no one about to ask on this particular morning. All the windows are shuttered, closed, and across the stones beneath them, the English Channel stretches away to France as flat and cold as a well-sharpened knife. There are no boats about to give scale to its horizon, and no gulls either. There is hardly any wind and no waves to speak of. A soft swell lifts and clatters the grey stones right down at the water's edge, and because the wind is so light and because there seems to be nobody about, the whole scene is very quiet. Not even the reeds in that half-dried ditch are whispering. It is so quiet, in fact, that you can hear that the little boy is not crying.